0: This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly
1: for adults only. Now, let's get it on. What? Jody, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Okay, now... I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine! Now, say, po'boys podcast.
2: Welcome to the po'boys podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the po boys Podcast. We don't think rape is good, but we
1: turn a blind eye. Rape, 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 on the first fucking date. I saw today there was a video, there's a pretty good video of this big Latina dude eating a, uh, a giant corn dog. The guy was making fun and of it, him. I saw
0: that, too. He was yep, getting yep. clowned all over the guy place. The guy was
1: making fun of him, saying, oh, look at this fucking... Somebody said he's a sword swallower, like, bro be throating at home. Like, <laughs> Black Twitter was tearing this man's ass up. And I got oh, mad. God. I was like, listen, there is not an ungay way to eat a corn dog. And you know goddamn well if you enjoy corn dogs, there isn't one. You can't pull it off and eat it with a knife and a fork. Like, you fucking open yeah, but, your yeah. mouth and you eat a fucking corn dog. But he no, was no, with no, his no, girl, he, though. He, That's he, the
0: thing. So, like, what well, makes it what makes it gay? He his girl was feeding him a corn dog.
2: No, no. I feel like what what made it gay is that like he went in, paused, and then did.
1: Maybe he wanted to smell it first,
0: or maybe he was uh, trying to determine how much he wanted to stick in his mouth.
1: Guys, if if listen, black Twitter. Maybe he
0: didn't want to hit the stick.
1: Black Twitter. If they if there was mustard smeared on the side of it, and the motherfucker was tonguing it up to the top and then fucking biting it you would have a little more of a leg to stand on. But all I saw was a dude getting his girl to feed him a corn dog. You guys are mean. Oh, you glizzy. leave him the fuck alone. Corn it's-
2: glizzy. That's what we're calling. <laughs> corn glizzy. There you
1: go. Fuck, man.
0: Don't even say that again. <laughs> <laughs> corn glizzy. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Drop em
3: out. Let me see. them
0: titties. Gonna take a long look at
3: those bitties. There we go, Those looking nice. Nipples looking real pretty. Come on, let me get at your boots. Drop them out, let me see them knockers, gonna tickle on, look at those big hand pockers just squeeze them together while I play with my cocker. come on, let me get her at your boots. Drop them out, let me see them sloppies, bounce make an old man happy, around, just lay them on my lap, and come on, let me use them on your boots. Drop them out, let me see them titties, gonna tickle on, look at those tig old bitties, it was looking nice, it was looking real pretty, come on, let me get her at your boots
1: Hello Welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. I am your host, that motherfucker Jody B and tonight, special guests all the way from the Far East Coast, uh, a returning uh, guest to the show, one miss the hold on, the head advocate for the Big Titty Committee. Co-host of the Sixty Nine Whiskey Podcast, co-host of the Bromingos Podcast, the Undercover Brother Motorboat and Matt. What's happening, sir?
0: Jody, I want you to understand that that you, when I tell you that you're my best friend in this entire podcasting community, which is thousands, if not millions, of us. Yes. Reasons like the song you just played, yeah, are why you are my best friend because you get me.
1: I get it. Titties. You
0: get me. Not, not just titties. Wheeler <laughs> Walker fucking Jr.
1: It's a, it's a deadly combination. He's the best. Uh, I fucking love it. The best. The absolute best. So we also have another guest, one of the co-hosts from the Bro Migos podcast. Hey, dickhead, Matt, you want to introduce your friend? You want to introduce us?
0: <laughs> you know something? I, I want him to introduce himself because he does a pretty good job of that.
1: All right. Hoochie Man Hunter. That's me. Hoochie Man hey, Hunter. Hoochie man. Yep. It's funny. Uh I was listening to the show today and I heard that. Like I didn't know a lot about you. Like I said, I've listened to probably three or four episodes and I heard Hoochie Man come out today. If I call you Hooch for some reason tonight, just know like in my brain, that's what you are now. Hooch. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> so take it anyway. No offense. That's what I'm going for. Fellas, thank you for joining me here this evening. Uh Mish, you know, he's been fucking running round and round doing all kinds of extra shit in the podcast game now. And uh, you've picked up a whole nother show with a whole nother cast of motherfuckers. And, you know, I'm a little upset that not everybody showed up. I feel like I've been shunned. So hopefully this will be the cool uh, version. And later when they want to come on, we'll be like, fuck you, Mike Dante.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll talk some smack when they get here. But um, shout out to Mike and Dante who couldn't make it, um, unfortunately. But uh, I will say this much. I mean, I am a repeat offender on this show, if I can call myself that. I think you should start calling your guests that have been here multiple times repeat offenders. I like it. It, I think that's a cool gimmick
1: for you. Most people don't come back.
0: Most people don't come back. I mean, was it Peppers come back? Delvin's come back.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool people come back. But But most most people aren't cool. That's the thing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is true they, they get they get offended by the type this type of show yeah um but you know i i love this show i'm a little behind on all the episodes but i'll get caught up eventually
1: you know, i just like making friends on the internet that's what i do and we sit here and we talk about what you got going on i would like if you don't mind mish to kind of clue me in like we know about 69 whiskey with eric and uh all his fucking dealings hopefully he's staying safe and you know with, with all the the covid and the monkey pox and everything he's washing his tools and fucking behaving himself what I, all what are you else you got? himself yeah well hopefully he can manage and uh now you're here with me tell me what you got going on matt what is the bromigos podcast
0: okay so in so many words the bro, as you know because we did the rubberneckers podcast together a couple months ago when i was on a break with 69 whiskey because you know life got in the way and i sure. was on the greatest run of podcasting ever i was the podcast horror for a Span of about two months. It's good. I, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I'll tell you that much. It kept me busy, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I was also going through a broadcasting school down in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and among the the people that were in my class was one Hoochie Man Hunter, and then <laughs> Panama Red, otherwise known as Mike to us, and then Daint Money Dante. And over the course of about eight weeks or so, Hunter, am I wrong? Am I correct in that? It's about two, yeah, eight to ten weeks, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. So
1: you guys are so, like broadcast buddies. Did you guys met in yeah. class, essentially?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. we all in the same class. Oh yeah. We had like eleven people, and our class was pretty close knit. Like we were pretty mm-hmm. cool with each other, or most of us were pretty cool with each other. Obviously, sometimes we would butt heads because. For whatever reason, I butt heads with a couple of people. Mike was butting heads with somebody towards the end of the class. I won't name names. <laughs> but I think you, I think you know what I'm talking about. I,
2: oh, I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I bumped any heads with anyone in there. I wish no, I had, had something. Chill. I, was chill.
1: I wish I had something chill. hard to hit here so I could hit it and go jail.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> jail. If I did that, I'd drop my mic
0: right now. That's fine. I got a whole desk to bang my hand on, so I'll do it for you guys. But, yeah, we just kind of got along really well. We had a couple of projects where actually Mike was the one that more or less recruited us because, you know, I had experience in radio and podcasting already. Yeah. Dante had some experience having his own podcast. Um, Hunter, you had some experience doing NASCAR related stuff?
2: Yeah. No, I'm I'm a big NASCAR guy. I like making... uh... It really it started with me, like, making reaction videos to, like, the races, like the highlights, basically, my reaction, a bunch of other people reactions, like my friends, and then just put it on the Internet. Then over time, I'm like, hey, you know what? Why not turn this into, like, a broadcasting gig? So I'm, I'm kind of working my way over towards that. That's the goal that I want to accomplish.
0: The funniest fucking thing that you ever made in class <laughs> when we were doing, I think it was Bob Watts's premiere class. Yeah. And he did this whole thing of uh, it was like we were using military footage, so like firing range stuff. So there was like L.A.V.s yeah. shooting tanks, blowing shit up, uh, missiles firing all over the place. Sure. So he made a gimmick of like destroying AT&T Stadium because fuck the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and he he had a voice so deep. It was almost like Sam Elliott deep. And the way he was. The way he did it, like we didn't know it was him. Like right. we didn't know he can do shit like this. This is the first <laughs> time we ever heard this voice from him ever. He's, mo- I, I, I don't know if I can speak for you, but you were mostly quiet in class, Hunter.
2: Oh, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I just kind of took everything in
0: like a sponge, and it's just you know trying to do the best. You were that I inspired.
1: Could. That's the best part. That's what you're there for, man.
0: Yeah. So when he put out that, when he displayed that project on the TV screens, all of us <laughs> dying. Sure. <laughs> we were on the floor hysterically laughing for about three or four minutes after the fact
1: so did you record it and then turn everything up like you didn't actually use your did you do it with your natural voice or did you use no
2: i did a natural voice i didn't do any editing or anything
1: well let me hear your deep voice
2: i gotta uh, i knew this was gonna give a minute i I gotta get some of the drink because my throat's a little too dry
1: if you're gonna call somebody out to do an impression online you gotta be ready to do it at any time what what let me I get a, a beer. I'm gonna get a sip of my beer. He's got one beer. What? Two
0: beers. What? Three bears. What?
1: The worst part about it is like I can't do it freestyle. I wish like I've tried. It's just I gotta get on a roll, but I concentrate on trying to do the shit and then I lose myself and I fuck yeah, it I mean up. I
0: can't do I can't do nearly as good a stone cold impression as you can, but All right. what? I only have like two <laughs> <laughs> what? You just missed it. You just missed it because you took your headphones off. We were doing a whole Stone Cold impression. Now you do it.
1: <laughs>
2: what the the deep voice? Yeah, let me hear yeah, it. Give inter- me a taste. Yeah, so
0: let's hear that deep voice
1: right here, right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. That's a little preview of it.
1: I was expecting like the full Sam Elliott. Like he was going to come out of nowhere and just be like. Meanwhile, in 1926, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> had been losing for eight consecutive seasons. <laughs> Little did they know, they'd never pull off another win except a couple times in the 90s.
2: It's been 84 years since the Dallas Cowboys have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you see what I'm talking about? So like, It's like the ever-
1: beginning from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Remember when they were fly- <laughs> flipping through the pictures? And it's like the team that went aboard that day would go astray because of the Hewitt family. ever
0: since ever since that day in particular i've called hunter the dark horse of our class because i'm not sure if he realizes how talented he actually is i don't times i still don't (laughs) and i feel like we need to push you on that a little bit more on the bromigos you're getting there you're definitely getting there but we got to keep pushing you yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. You, you, yeah, it's, just we're, it's gonna, just we're gonna have you open up soon enough, Hunter. Yeah,
2: it's just Mike and Dante. They talk so much, and it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so, half the time they go back and forth with each other, and it's just like, well, I'm just gonna admire it while they're going at it, and now we're starting to like film like behind the scenes clips of it so that's basically what i'm doing now but yeah i'm, I'm gradually working my way in there with uh the bro Bigos podcast
1: yeah you'll get in there man it's a fun show and i think that's mike and dante have enough chemistry by themselves like you said that it's kind of you just get out of the way
0: <laughs> yeah, i mean look they don't they don't need the two white boys but we're there anyway
1: yeah you're the yeah. white you're the white delegation the consultation i get it <laughs> we're there for emotional support for sure
0: I'm just there to laugh at them when they start going into it. Like, what was it? The one, what was one of the ep- episodes that they just kept getting into?
1: See, it? you know, it makes sense. There's got to be two white guys because if there's just one guy, they're going to assume he's a drug dealer. So you got to get two white guys to balance it out and be like, oh, maybe they hang out or something.
2: No, well, that's <laughs> the only one that shows up with a backpack. So
1: yeah, can, um, don't fucking go don't get on there, his bad then. side. That's where he, it's where he <laughs> oh, keeps he
2: the yeah <laughs> Go everywhere you-
0: with it. Did you hear that joke yet, Jody? I
1: heard it today. You, you oh, got the fucking.
0: Oh no! You keeping the strap
1: off in the backpack? I get it because white boys get mad.
0: <laughs> when, when Dante and Hunter started pulling that shit, I was like, I was upset about it at first because I'm like, now everybody thinks I'm a fucking terrorist. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like. It's just kind of funny, low
1: key. I think and here's here's know? the difference, Matt. You just always have to be smiling because if you're not smiling, you do kind of look like the dude that would shoot somebody from a roof.
0: Oh, <laughs> no <I'll> offense. <laughs> okay, that was a little harsh, Jody.
1: Come on. Listen, I I understand my flaws. I got half a goddamn face, you know. Right. Like I'm one to well, talk you about what shot in the face. So. I'm, not, I'm one to talk. Like I'm not shitting on you. I'm just saying, like if I saw your your fucking picture on the news and it was like local fucking radio broadcaster shoot 17 pizza delivery guys from the top of the fucking uh, local library i'd be like yeah he probably did that shit
2: and you know it, it, in in matt's case it's not going to be like his jail photo or whatever it's just going to be like him and his family because that's that's always where it seems to go whenever it's like whoa okay i've talked plenty of smack about my family
1: man murders entire family and pets leaves them on the lawn in a nativity scene decoration <laughs>
2: It's like anytime there's like a, a, a shooter, they show like the most widest photo out there where it's just like a family photo. Like, or, like, oh, this guy killed 15 people and it's him and his family.
0: Yeah. Gotta be a, a picket fence in, involved somewhere. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Thankfully, definitely. I don't have one of those. So,
1: Just going full fucking Chris Benoit on people, man. Oh, God. There's, there's <laughs> Not no Chris
0: Benoit. Jesus.
1: <laughs> Chris Benoit is like the Bill Cosby of wrestling. Like, he did some pretty cool shit, but he... Uh, In the end, ended up so heinous that like you get in trouble if you talk about even appreciating that person anymore.
0: (laughs) I know, and I still appreciate the ing ring work. I'll be honest with
1: you. Chris Benoit was a fucking nightmare, dude.
0: Dude, he was so fucking good. I loved watching his matches on the network and shit. See, that's I
1: watched them live, Mish, and I caught him late. That's what it's funny. I forget sometimes the age gap, you cunt, but. (laughs) <laughs> when i was a young wee lad i used to watch that shit in the 90s i was in the monday night wars so i used to have that shit where you'd have wcw on one channel and wwf on the other and you would hit just to click back and forth wcw was great because it started an hour before
0: lucky bastard i didn't start watching till 2010 so i, I all of this stuff came to me secondhand after the fact yeah even even my even when i even before i even knew about chris benoit like my one friend was telling me about like you know oh chris benoit he killed his family and i'm just like
1: who, oh. who's Chris Benoit
0: who's Chris Benoit
1: <laughs> I was a little kid when Owen Hart fucking died I remember like I watched that memorial that, that the day it happened we used to wrestle on the playground like we'd be out there fucking you know doing clotheslines and bullshit and we never did like any any high spots as it were <laughs> but mostly like you know drop kicks and fucking stone cold stunners and shit
0: you know what's uh, wild though now that you bring up the uh that you bring up Owen there's no footage of his death anywhere no there is no footage of it. And I'm not sure if it was ever even like taken in the arena by
1: like a fan or something. Yep. Was
2: he, was that the one where he was like hanging from somewhere and then mm-hmm. he fell? He pulled yes. the
1: safety release on his harness on accident, which is wild. He
0: landed on the turnbuckle or something. Like yeah, yeah. 25 yeah. feet in the air still.
1: Fucked his shit up. Like it'd be a off a three story building. He fell from basically that high up and hit his face on a turnbuckle or on the rope. He did something. He died. You know, there was no getting around it. it probably. It probably. <laughs> hold on it probably snapped his neck up about three notches when he hit that fucking turnbuckle
0: that wasn't your best work
1: that's payback <laughs> take that on heart
0: <laughs> deep down Cold's like yeah that that was for the neck a year <laughs> or a half ago you <laughs> son of a bitch
1: the problem is i'm trying not to yell because my kid's going to sleep and so i'm like i'm having to throw the fucking jake break on that's what that was i'm sorry guys i'll do better
0: how is the family doing anyway? Keep posting shit about like stuff that you do to your wife in the text messages on Twitter, and I'm just like, oh, that's adorable. But in your to you, it's like nothing. It's oh. like I'm just fucking with my wife.
1: I love my wife. We've been together for a long time, and so she gets me. I can send dumb jokes. I did hit her with the butt four. You ever hit somebody with the butt four, Hunter?
2: Butt four?
1: Yeah, the butt four.
2: I don't believe I've ever heard
0: of that. A butt four? Yeah. I didn't know about it until you had posted it. To be honest with you. <laughs>
1: Well, Matt knows about the butt for, but for forever, it's the best.
0: I'll have to do my research on that. I'll send you the screenshot of it. Maybe it'll make a little bit more sense to you. Yeah.
1: Maybe I need to retire that when it doesn't work anymore. So, I
0: mean, when you, when you've been together with someone (laughs) for so long, I I can only
1: imagine it's like, so Hunter, the, the butt for joke is when I say something about the butt for and you go, what's a butt for? And I go, it's for pooping. Stupid. or something.
0: Oh, it's one of those. Uh, mm. Oh man. man, it's like it's like fucking eye cup, but worse.
1: Right, Homose like what?
0: What? Um, <laughs> what? Whoa! What? <laughs> I was wait. I was gonna wonder. I was like, is he gonna say it? Is I he gonna to say it.
2: it? I just want to do a Stone Cold. What? <laughs> do it at the wrong time. His is, yeah. his is
1: a little better. He's got more like the angry mid fucking performance.
2: Yeah. I get that from Pat McAfee's show. That's that's kind of why I've been watching WWE more, just because Pat McAfee's calling in. sometimes he's getting in some stuff sometimes, and
0: it's like, yeah, why not? He's got I'll, a match. He's it. got a match tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, with bum ass Corbin. Yeah, bum ass Baron Corbin.
1: Who is that? Uh, so I've heard Pat McAfee. I, th- I think he has a podcast, right?
2: He has a show. A show. Um, he was a former punter in the NFL. He was like that's really good. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he was like an MMA guy or if he was a football I know that he was a sports guy. I just didn't know where he came from. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's got a show that he streams on YouTube and it's on Sirius XM, the Pat McAfee show. Sure. Him, AJ Hogg, a bunch of other clowns and stooges as they, they like to call themselves. And you know, uh, whenever he got this whole WWE thing, it's like right, I'll I'll look at it a little bit now. <laughs> Sometimes I'll even put it on my TV, and I never I never did that.
1: So I mean, is he a ringside announcer guy? Is that yeah? He's yeah, he's, with,
0: he's a commentator. With See, Michael Cole. Yeah.
1: I, I remember. I don't know if it was how long, dude. Fucking wrestling escapes me now, but like they got brought in Mauro Ronaldo. That was pretty sweet.
0: Oh my god. I miss Morrow on TV so much.
1: I fucking love his, Morrow. Like I, I live him in Pride Morrow. fighting. I used to whip people's asses on, uh, you know, Xbox, UFC, Undisputed, or whatever. And like on the Pride mode, you get Morrow and Boss. And he'd just be fucking people up, and he's like, "That looks like it's going to cause a lot of damage." He's <laughs> just uppercutting motherfuckers. It's great. No,
0: <laughs> so, I, I, miss his work in NXT. Do you, do you know of NXT, uh, Jody?
1: I don't. I get, to, I watch okay. wrestling twice a year,
0: Mish. Okay, got it. So basically. WrestleMania and some other fuck off show
1: the yeah. Royal Rumble you bitch the Royal Rumble was a Rumble. spectacle you're right, you're
0: right. I <laughs> forgot about that so Moro Ronaldo was commentating for their third brand like so he was on Smackdown for a couple months apparently that didn't work out so they moved him down to the developmental quote-unquote brand which eventually started getting really really popular yeah. it was like the indie brand for WWE with a lot of indie talent and some homegrown guys that they were bringing up from their system
1: i like that they're doing that now instead of just poaching them straight up like at least they're trying yeah. to evolve talent that's nice
0: that, that, i have a whole lot of thoughts about that i don't want to get too much into wrestling but like you can
1: talk about wrestling the, that's what we're here for hunter do you like well, wrestling uh
2: i know of it i'm just now starting to get into it so i don't know too much
1: about I it. i know old wrestling shit like i watched it through the 90s up until about 2000 kind of here and there so yeah. i know about that i lived through the stone cold steve austin era and the rock and all that shit And, uh, yeah, that's my time. I don't know a lot about, uh, the new stuff except for the nuts and the bolts and like maybe the people that I see at WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Like I catch the highlights once a year, so I know names and faces.
2: That's kind of what I do. I just scroll through Twitter and see whatever highlights are posted from Pat McAfee's Twitter.
1: I have a question. watching
0: WrestleMania or the Rumble together this past year? The Rumble, for sure. Rumble. The Rumble was fun. Yeah.
1: So, uh vince mcmahon kind of screwed the pooch huh <laughs> uh, did brock lesnar really walk out like i saw somebody post that the other day and it was like in fucking solidarity well, it, for vince and i go did it, he it like him that like, much i mean he paid him a lot of money he
2: did like you had the feeling that he walked down then at the very end of smackdown because i had on tv all of a sudden you, he comes out sure. and everybody's like wait a minute
1: just kidding wait.
2: He's not supposed to be here I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut here. that whole
1: part out now because I fell for it Mish I even made a tweet about it put that people were losing their fucking minds and I go guys it's wrestling settle down
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I, I I'm not gonna lie I was very confused about the whole thing because I wouldn't put it past Brock to do something like that if he was upset but at the same time I know Brock's gonna do good business. Now, people are comparing, say, that situation to the situation that happened a couple months prior, if you know anything about the Sasha Banks-Naomi drama, if that's popped up on your feet at all.
1: Yeah, didn't that bitch quit, too?
0: So, they, I think they're legitimately quitting, or they're trying to quit in some way, shape, or form. But... Um, the Brock thing—I had a feeling he was eventually going to come back because I actually genuinely wanted to see the match at SummerSlam between him and Roman. Like I was—if he actually was going to walk out, I would have actually been upset because yeah. I was looking forward to the match. But and because I'm hoping it would be the last time these two ever wrestled because they've been doing it a whole lot the last couple of years, and I'm kind of getting a little bit over it. But I know this time, especially with the TV 14 back implemented. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: TV P, P, uh, PG was implemented back in SummerSlam 20, uh, 2008.
1: Has it been that long?
0: Yes. Damn. And now TV14 coming back.
1: So Blood and Titties?
0: SummerSlam 2020. I would hope so. Blood well, and Titties,
1: Mish, again? And Broken Tables? I don't,
0: I don't know about Titties. I think now that all these young women are starting to really get into it and these women are really trying to be role models for the girls in the crowd, I don't think they'll do it. Maybe well, I not guess that's true
1: because like did. the lady wrestlers, they're not the divas anymore, so they don't wear. I mean, they still wear skin tight fucking shit, but it's not like sable fighting in a bra and a pair of underwear,
0: exactly. So, I'm not sure if they're gonna do that, but maybe they'll do something, maybe they'll do something simpler. Who knows? They still get hot managers, but I do hope that blood's gonna come back for good feuds. Like, for instance, um, like like Brock, okay, Brock and Roman, since it's the topical one, uh, that one is a blood. View that needs to have some sort of color going on at some point in the match. Plus, it's a, it's a no disqualification, last man standing match. How do you not have blood yeah, in a yeah. match like that? You're have that's why. Bit. That's why when I watch like all these no DQ matches, like when they're really trying to go hard, but you know they can't go that extra mile, <laughs> it's re- you. You can really pick up on that as you start watching as
1: you get older see that's what's fucked up like i like watching it to watch like the the choreography basically i like watching people work because i sit there and go like okay he actually said hey this is where he's gonna close I'm duck you know what i'm saying fucking pick me up drop me whatever the fuck and i see that shit now and you're talking about having a no dq match that doesn't even have blood and then i think about i think the last one of the last things i watched was a monday night raw and it was al snow versus bob holly for a hardcore title
0: Oh, yeah, the hardcore side.
1: And they were beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, obviously, there was a couple that was just silly. Like, I think at one point, Al Snow grabbed, a like, a stack of Styrofoam cups in the wrapper and was just like, you know what I'm saying? And fucking Styrofoam cups went everywhere And Al Snow was just like, ah, ah, and rolled over. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was silly. But it, they ended up in the goddamn river, like, outside of the arena. It was cold outside. Like, maybe not snow, but breathing out smoke cold. And these dickheads are out there like fucking DDTing each other in the parking lot and fucking trying to drown each other. I don't think I've ever seen
0: a blade job as bad as like I don't think you've seen this or you maybe have seen photos of it of John Cena in like 2005. He got fucking busted open really good, like he bladed himself really good, and his, his entire like upper body is just.
1: I'm sure I've seen a picture way. of it because this the, guy yeah. you
0: definitely have seen a picture. Well, of nobody's really actually popular.
1: seen a picture of John Cena ever. That's a
0: good point. Put it in post. Put it in
1: post. (laughs) I'm trying to think now because I was watching at one point. I remember just like a highlight was Daniel Bryan kicking him in his fucking nose and like breaking his nose.
0: I think that was Seth Rollins you're
1: thinking of. Somebody got their nose broke. Yeah.
0: This was like 2015 or 16.
1: It was somewhere around there. It was like a layback uh, knee and he kicked him right in his goddamn face and broke his shit sideways like comically broke his nose.
0: I think they were supposed supposed to have a match, like, two weeks later at SummerSlam. This, is once again, goes back to SummerSlam. And then I'm shocked John Cena even, like, fucking wrestled the match, honestly.
1: I'd quit. If you broke my goddamn nose like that, I'd be like, no.
0: See, I don't think he meant to do it. Like, nothing happens on purpose unless they really fucking dislike each other. I could see, like, some really strong dislike, but I don't think... That it was intentional. I
1: just think it happened. I get it. But still going along with it. Just always wondering deep down. I was like, you motherfucker. They were like, I think, in-laws at one point. Like they both married the Bella twin bitches or some shit.
0: Well, no. I think John Cena broke up with Nikki or whatever.
1: Whatever. I'm just saying. (laughs) I know. At one point.
0: Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is with one of them. uh, And John Cena was banging one of them. Actually, fun fact. Uh, I went to a wrestling show. My first ever wrestling show was in Trenton, New Jersey. Sure. We were just watching the trucks come in. I don't know where we were parked, but we are just watching the trucks come in. And John Cena, everybody would you know wave to the crowd. The crowd was cheering. So John Cena, he comes out. He has no shoes on. He has no shirt. Sure. Just his you know jorts and shit. And he like does a quick little hello to the crowd, and he runs in somewhere. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, he was definitely fucking there's no way he was not fucking hi guys
1: sup? up party
0: <laughs> no man just no man just runs out with like like sand like sandals or whatever the hell he had on jords and no shirt if he wasn't fucking that's all i'm gonna
1: speaking say. of fucking you just gave me a brilliant thought what so you think if you're a wrestler right and you have a spouse do you think the spouse ever wants you to fuck them as the character like how many how many times do you think the undertaker has like 69 pile driven uh oh! What's her fucking name? M- Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool. Yeah. Like picked her up upside down, <laughs> choked, slammed her, and threw her on a fucking bed. Just throw fucked her.
0: That's a good fucking question.
1: Now she probably wants Mark most of the time, <laughs> but you cannot tell me there hasn't been one time that she was just like tonight. I want you to take it and then like she's just walking into the bedroom to put away laundry and the lights go out it's just like do I, I
0: want you to turn my coochie into Death Valley baby
1: imagine the, what the only thing I could think of that would make the Undertaker's entrance scarier is if when he opened up his trench coat he had his dick out Oh, uh. he wouldn't even have the music he would just flash the lights and he would come in and be like dong dong dong, da dong. Not, I was just thinking
0: like instead of the gong it's just dong
1: in his deep ass voice dong da dong da dong 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 and he hits her in the face with it
0: boom oh my god See, I
2: think about Randy Orton and RKO.
1: He just running out of nowhere and put his dick in her mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, <yeah. laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? He just grabbed her by the head with his dick out. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: man. Oh, man, that's great.
1: I guess Rikishi had the best move. If You were trying to fucking throw it oh, out. Yeah.
0: Just fucking shove the whole ass into someone's face. He was knock, the knock.
1: originator of eating ass. Rikishi yeah, fucking exactly. made a movement. <laughs>
0: Rikishi made eating ass a thing before it was actually cool to eat ass.
1: Just stink-facing motherfuckers.
0: Yep. And not to mention his ass was probably the ugliest looking ass you can ever see.
1: I bet he kept it clean because he put it in people's faces. Or maybe people he didn't like. Like on a bad day, he just maybe wouldn't wipe that second time, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But like, dog... You're putting your butt on my face. Like, uh, the paycheck better be that good or we better be that good of friends because this is not going to be okay. We've been wrestling for 20 minutes. Like, we you didn't just show up fresh with a powdered ass and put it in my face. Like, you're sweaty. God, can you imagine God, Rikishi Fatu putting his big, mushy, cold, wet butt like somebody pressing a fucking uh, a cold ham against your fucking face? Just,
0: mm, uh, mm, rubbing uh, it. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. I can't do it.
1: I punch I him in his it. fucking nuts. You can
0: never do it. No.
1: <laughs> get off me, bro.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if you've—I uh, don't know if you heard the one of the latest episodes of whiskey that we did, though. Jody, speaking of eating ass, but uh, I actually stumped Eric on a question uh, for the first time in my life. I think get out of I here. Think I stumped Eric. I want to give away too much, but basically, one of the we had a uh, we had Delvin on. It was the Delvin episode. I definitely ago. listened to it then. So it, I asked him, would he try eating ass, and he said he wouldn't do it. Now him doing any him. We know Eric. Hoochie Man has heard a couple of stories about Eric, especially this pack. Yeah, group apparently
1: Eric, Eric does not eat ass, and Eric will oh not God. fuck a man. Well, right. Will not. Well, yeah. There's some weird rule to it. He's like, he will not be penetrated. His chick can't touch his booty hole either.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm down to eat ass. I just got to figure out what the correct hygiene is in the – what was it the the pH?
1: You'll figure it out right quick.
0: The pH yeah. level, yeah. The pH. What's a, the a pH
2: level for eating ass? Google's that. The really seven point five. Until, until <laughs> I was 9-0.
1: until I was twenty years old, I didn't. I thought pH stood for pussy hole. <laughs> Every time I heard <laughs> you're gonna mess up your pH balance. Like, oh, ah, yeah, it's gross. You better fix that.
0: See, I haven't I haven't started pay, really paying attention to pH until I started like like trying to fuck women. Like my one girl's my my ex. You know, she had a pretty decent pH. Like it was actually good to go down on her. But I could only imagine if it was just like slightly off, I probably would been having Long John Silver's for dinner, man.
1: Why <laughs> like eating an old cantaloupe, just mushy Shit. and stank? Shit, <laughs> man. Ugh. I ain't never had bad pussy. I mean, I had the freshest, but <laughs> it's never been <laughs> bad. But then again, you know, I know they're out there lying and wait. Keep that. You to don't yourself. want any
2: that tastes like buffalo chicken dip.
1: Now hold on. Now what?
0: you sound like you
2: speak from
1: experience.
2: <laughs> no, this is just from when I was in high school. One of the girls that like was known to go around. Like,
0: oh, I like to say. Got it.
2: I like to say kangaroo hop. Like she's just hopping a different dude, different dude. Someone said that it, it tasted like buffalo chicken dip. I'm like, all right. Don't need to know. Don't, no, no, no. i not go any further. It's like absolutely not.
1: <laughs> Here's the problem, though. I like buffalo chicken dip, so I would be like. Now, wait, when you say buffalo chicken dip, I need some details.
0: <laughs> is it tangier like the blue cheese or is it a little bit more spicy like the buffalo? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, it wasn't good.
2: Allegedly, they it, it was good. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I think a pussy smelled like buffalo chicken. That would be maybe a bad sign.
0: I think, well, I mean, I think we found Jody's weakness.
1: <laughs> man, did you wash your <laughs> hands?
0: <laughs> buffalo chicken dip pussy. I think I just found a title of the episode.
1: Maybe. I don't know if you could put pussy, but I think buffalo chicken dip will be intriguing enough. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Okay, there's a man. word for that. Like, uh, I was thinking, you know, we eat crawfish and stuff like that. I've heard about times where chicks, maybe not all the time, but there's got to be one out there. Maybe forget to wash their hands, fuck around a wipe or something. You end up getting, like, hot fingers on your snatch. They can't be fun.
2: Yeah, mud pie. I accidentally <laughs> eat a mud pie.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say to that.
1: Yeah, mud pie just made me throw up a little in my mouth. Because I think I was talking about <laughs> something else. And then he said that, and it fucking threw me. I go, that's not the one. But mud pie sounds way worse.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, from, it's from that one show on Netflix. I, I can't remember what it was. But the main guy used to be on SNL. And they had a skit where, oh you like the gift yeah well then throw out the receipt oh you know oh so can i eat the receipt he eats the receipt he's like oh i don't feel so good i feel like you had a mud pie <laughs> mud pie yeah you used one square too little <laughs> and then he's like i was just trying to save paper <laughs> you shouldn't have made such a sloppy mud pie
1: i don't know if i want to call him hooch or mud pie now
0: hoochie pie <laughs> <A> hoochie pie <laughs> Oh, my God. When we
1: talk about this next week. That's uh, going to be good. Oh, my pie or mudman? I saw something funny. I wish that they would have been here because this is something. I have a, a couple things, and you can, you can take this, run tell that. Uh, I have an issue with black Twitter right now, and you guys can give oh me a, your opinion.
0: Uh-oh. I think we're the wrong people Canceled. to give opinions
1: on. Yeah. No, this is okay. You, you can start a movement with me. We need to stand up against this nonsense. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that apparently, now I don't know, there's other people. I'm not saying this is a black people thing, but apparently it originated from black people in Washington, D.C. Did you know that now calling a hot dog a glizzy?
0: I have heard that. Oh, yeah. No, um, no, I thought that was a glizzy. Midwestern thing, so I'm like, okay, that's just what they call a hot dog. That's. But now you're telling me it's in Washington, D.C.?
1: I looked this shit up online because I was like, there's no way that's true. Somebody told me, and I'll be goddamn, listen, a glizzy is a Glock. That's what it means. <laughs> and it even says that... The, the reason that they call a hot dog a glizzy is because it resembles the magazine from a Glock, I guess. That's what it says online. How? <laughs> Matt. So,
0: I, let me, so let me grab this chili cheese glizzy right quick. <laughs> like just fucking put it on auto and then like it's, let loose. Call the glizzy gladiator.
1: A glizzy, glizzy
0: gl- gladiator. I mean, uh, I mean, I am a shooter <laughs> technically now. So a Glizzy thought, gladiator, glizzy gobbler. <laughs>
1: So, I'm I'm not okay with it. Like, I, no. Glizzy is Glock. I'll even let it be the clip. You can't call a hot dog a Glizzy. That's stupid. So, here's what I understand. Do better, yeah. Black Twitter.
0: I, I This is this is why I wish Mike and Dante were here. Send
1: them a fucking text message right now. Be like, right, why do y'all call go. that shit Glizzy?
0: I don't think it's them specifically, but it's just like, you would think Black Twitter would associate, and I don't mean this, maybe this will sound racist, I don't know, but you would think they would... Know. Sound. I can I can edit
1: it to make it sound racist. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> cancel, can,
0: go. cancel me, yeah. motherfucker. Um, yeah. You would think like they would call Glocks glizzies and hot dogs hot dogs. I mean like
1: call it anything you want. I saw today there was a video. There's a pretty good video of this big Latina dude eating a, uh, a giant corn dog. The guy was making fun and of it, him. I saw
0: that, too. He was yep, getting yep. clowned all over
1: the guy place. The guy was making fun of him, saying, oh, look at this fucking – somebody said he's a sword swallower. like, bro, be throating at home. Like Black Twitter was tearing this man's ass up. And I got oh, mad. I was like, listen, there is not an ungay way to eat a corn dog. And you know goddamn well if you enjoy corn dogs, there isn't one. You can't pull it off and eat it with a knife and a fork. Like, you fucking open your mouth and you eat a fucking corn dog. But he no, was no, with no, his no, girl, he, though. He, That's he,
0: the thing. So, like, yeah, what makes well, it what makes it gay? He, his girl was feeding him a corn dog. No, no.
2: I feel like what what made it gay is that like he went in, paused, and
0: then did.
1: Maybe he wanted to smell it first,
0: or maybe he was uh, trying to determine how much he wanted to stick in his mouth.
1: Guys, so. if if listen, black Twitter. Maybe he
0: didn't want to hit the stick.
1: Black Twitter. If they, if there was mustard smeared on the side of it, and the motherfucker was tonguing it up to the top and then fucking biting it you would have a little more of a leg to stand on. But all I saw was a dude getting his girl to feed him a corn dog. You guys are mean. You leave him the fuck alone. Corn
2: glizzy. That's what we're (laughs) calling. Corn glizzy. There you go.
1: Fuck, man.
2: Don't even say that again. (laughs) Corn glizzy. That's the worst thing I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) I could go for one
0: right now. I'm hungry.
1: I love corn dogs. They're pretty great. I got mad. I got uh, triggered on behalf of corn dogs. I was like, there's a few things in life that, I mean, you just don't make eye contact when you eat them as a man. There's bananas, corn dogs. Even corn on the cob gets a little touchy sometimes. Don't,
0: don't forget lollipops.
1: Lollipops, all that shit. Popsicles. Like, <laughs> there's a few things that as a man, you just kind of have to You bite them and you just don't you look at the ground. Why you fucking chew it up?
0: I feel bad for people on Twitter sometimes because they just see this shit and they post it. Like we we saw something earlier today, or you posted something in the group chat, Hunter, about uh, some guy stalking some woman's text that yeah. she wanted to deep throat some balls or something. And I'm yeah, sitting here she like, wanted to, like, chop up his nuts or something. She wanted to do something with those nuts, and I don't she, know what she was trying to say. But I'm sitting here like, dude, why are people recording other people's text messages? Like, first of all, these people are getting caught in 4K. Like, yeah,
2: well. They, Uh, this is like the third time i've seen that they have it's like these middle-aged people or boomers they have like the bigger text on their phone and the brightness all the way up so that people behind them can see it and if you're glancing it's like wait a minute huh and then you take your phone out and zoom in so you get a better view (laughs) this is like the third time i've seen that happen it's like
1: that's kind (laughs) of fucked up though that's like peter gazing at a urinal like mind your own fucking business dude that's how like, I feel about eating dick shaped food. Like, you just mind your own fucking business. I'm eating the corn dog. And uh, sometimes if you make eye contact with me, I might just grab the back of my head and throat it a little bit just to fucking make you walk away. Like, don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing, dickhead.
0: I mean, the behavior is strange, but at the same time, it produces wonderful content. So it's really like a fine line that you're walking on there.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. It's, it's, it's not I think,
0: I think, anybody do better, guys. Self respect, <laughs> I should say wouldn't do it but these are just people trying to become tiktok or twitter famous or whatever the fuck
1: this TikTok is a, a mistake stop Dude, we're it. getting
0: fucked up on tiktok
1: yeah i don't do tiktok i knew better fuck so yeah.
0: listen to this bullshit so i, I posted a couple like a week and a half ago i posted a video of mike fighting racists more or less so he, it was the story of when he beat the shit out of that kid in school for calling him the n-word sure so that got taken down for community guidelines what because he because the word because the n-word was fucking in there. I mean, give me a fucking break.
1: Don't call him. That his name is Mike. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a difference.
1: Jesus Christ, <laughs> Mish. What are you trying to what say? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, Mike was beating the shit out of the kid because he called him the n-word. So it's like in general because the is I guess the n-word is against community guidelines. So because it's said, I guess it picks up in the algorithm or some shit. And then the day was it yesterday or 2 days ago? I posted another video from the latest episode when my, my brother was telling us that story of what that happened to him at camp because my brother joined us on an episode one day. And that got <laughs> muted. That got muted. And I'm I sitting can here see like, why he got muted. Though. <laughs> but, but Hunter, I posted the behind yeah. the scenes clip and, that, and nothing happened. Oh. Exactly. Well,
1: That's why They just, why they just got a boner for you, dude. They're trying to keep you down.
0: Dude, TikTok fucking hates us. Probably because you couldn't hear it as well from behind the scenes. Maybe, maybe. I mean, that,
2: like, that's no—that's most definitely why. Because
0: it, <laughs> that might be it. That actually might be it. Now that I'm thinking about it. But still, at least, at least that tells me that the audio quality is good enough that it picks up. But you know,
1: well, that is true. If the machines, the bots are hearing it, then at least you know you're doing your fucking job
0: exactly and you know i take my job yeah. very fucking seriously jody going back to our last conversation last year yeah edit your fucking shows guys i'm sorry like i have to say anything else other than
1: that i like it mic drop we're putting hunter to sleep we we need to come up with some new shit hunter's fucking gonna pass out over there
0: <laughs> hunter, it's only it's only 10 o'clock bro come he
1: had on, a long fucking know. day you leave him alone
0: i've had a long yeah. week <laughs> I've been running
1: around a lot today. I saw a cool story yesterday that I want to ask you guys about. Now, I don't know if you're... Uh, Hunter, are you a married man by chance? You're a uh, young person. I am not. Okay, cool. No, I'm not. So this is going to sound a little sad probably to you guys, but I'm just curious like what you would think maybe, because if I were you, I might just have one of these in the closet. I saw this article uh, yesterday about this woman who she paid $1,800, right, for a sex doll. That looked like her. And she gave it to her husband.
0: We just talked about this on whiskey.
1: Did you really? <laughs>
0: yes. We just talked about this on whiskey, believe it or not.
1: I haven't listened to the episode, but uh, I talked about it the other night too. Just kind of touched base. But like the more I think about it, <laughs> I think that could save marriages. That might be one of the best ideas I've ever fucking heard in my life. See, and for I, 1800, I you could just have a, a girlfriend you can keep in your closet. <laughs> I got into
0: a conversation with some people on Twitter that were like part of this thread that, as we were talking about it, and they thought like it's cheating in some way, shape, or form. Now, I don't think it's necessarily cheating. I think if both parties obviously consented to it, it doesn't have a
1: soul. Like as long as yeah, you, it don't doesn't have
0: a soul. It doesn't have anything. Eric was going on some tangent about it in our episode where he was like. He thinks it's a sign that the woman is insecure, blah, blah, blah. It's easier just to go out and find somebody to for a threesome or some shit. And he was going on a tangent that I don't think – I don't know if he necessarily got the point, to yeah. be honest with you, but –
1: See, as a person who's had a long-time partner, to me, it's hilarious in so many ways, guys.
0: Look, I think it's funny as shit. I mean, the fact that they made it look like her is kind of creepy because, like, what do you – and the fact that it has a different name from they, the wife, They have
1: threesomes and uh, it has, the, the doll has way bigger tits.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And act, odds are, according to Dante, uh, the, the actual wife isn't that pretty. Because uh, he, he he said it, not me. She
1: was so. all right. She looked like Baby Spice, but like Baby Spice now. Eh. Probably you know she wasn't she was that, average. She, she was, was average, but she I'll be was honest. Okay. The doll was
0: prettier. The doll was prettier. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna be honest and come out and say it. I think fuck well, the doll. But
1: my point was, it's funny to me because, like you said, what would be the point to that? Like, I don't know if you wanted to try something different like a position that your wife wasn't so sure about, you'd be like, listen, this is how you do this. And you fucking literally put the butt up in the air because women don't know how to arch their back when they're getting there from the back. They always so want to tuck know. their tail under. No, bitch, put your butt up. <laughs> <The> <laughs> don't you know where the pussy is?
0: The even <laughs> crazier part about it is they treat it like it's almost part of the family. It has its own room. They don't stick it in a closet somewhere.
1: No, mine would be All in the right. fucking in the spare its own, bathroom. It like,
0: no. place. It has its own space where it's like clean, <laughs> It's not like throwing away and getting all dusty and shit. Like they actually take good care of this thing as if it's part of their own family. And that's the weird
1: part. I have a hideaway bathroom off my fucking bedroom and I would probably just set it up on top of the toilet in there. Just like, cause I'm the <laughs> only one that goes in there. I'm just saying like anytime I wake up to go piss, I don't know. <laughs> like maybe after I'll fucking whack it. What's up girl. <laughs> you come here often.
0: <laughs> Or you got like a morning wood or something. You got to go to work for a big meeting or some shit. And it's yeah. just like, well, she's not here. She's at work or she's not up yet. You'll do.
1: We watched a whole video about like how I guess they made a dude one for chicks or for gay guys. I guess whatever you fucking thing. But yeah. they managed like it looked like a, a big old sex doll dude. And like it had a big old soft wiener. This gal was like grabbing a halt of it. And she's just like, that's that feels like a wiener, you know?
0: There's a lot of por- uh, sex toys now for women where it's um it's like the full like frontal body of a guy and then like a fucking 8 incher at the bottom and it's like I've seen a lot of pornos with that with that more and more lately actually well, it's like goddamn that has to cost a lot of money
1: The part that I find funny is these things look like crash test dummies and in my mind I go like well yeah a guy can have a, a doll cuz at the end of the day he can pick it up and throw it over his shoulder like if you give a chick a fucking sex doll that's three inches taller than her and outweighs her by like forty pounds. <laughs> you know what's the? You <laughs> she, know what's you're gonna have to though? give her a fucking dolly just to haul the goddamn thing around with.
0: It's really weird though if you think about it because imagine sex toys like fifteen years ago. It was like those inflatable, fuckable holes. Yeah, it was. A, it that's was a really fucking a pool toy.
1: That's it. It's a pool it toy. Pull toy. Yep. As and a now joke. Now they have
0: full-on silicone toys and shit. Like, that, it's wild. That doll was only
1: $1,800, Mish.
0: 18, dude, they, I think they get more expensive because um what was it? One, one person in podcasting that we know, I'm not sure if you want me to name her or not. One of her podcast episodes that came out recently, she um, interviewed a guy who has a whole company dedicated to doing stuff like this.
1: Oh, yeah. They have the brothel.
0: They have, I don't know if it's a brothel or they have a whole, yeah, I think that's what it
1: was. No, they run a brothel. It was a sex doll brothel. Oh interesting idea, right?
0: It is a really interesting idea, and even like <laughs> when we went to Exotica, the porn convention that comes through like a couple of cities a year. So Jersey's one of the places that it stops at, and there was a whole booth for those things. And I'm sitting here like, goddamn, those things actually look like good quality stuff. Like, kudos to you. It's not my thing, but you know,
1: here's the brilliant part. And this is why I, I'm surprised that Eric wouldn't. It probably because it doesn't have a voice box and it can't go. Ouch.
2: <laughs> I'll say it can't say no either.
1: He can't say no, and it can't say ouch. So I understand why he wouldn't get a boner. But I'm saying if my wife fucking smirred off to me, dude, like I might just uppercut that fucking doll in the in the hallway and just be like, just so you know, that was for your little sister Ran, over there. Just you see Randy that?
2: an RKO it. <laughs> just Randy or an RKO. It. I would end up.
1: I would end up Don't just wrestling. It. I would fucking power bomb it off the fucking the carport and shit.
0: That's funny
1: shit. That is funny. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like there, Why are there fucking cut marks and cigarette burns on this fucking thing? It's like I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's you like, should uh, maybe you should learn to shut the fuck up. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what what else is going on with you, Jody? I mean, like
1: I'm going. Fun. I'm going to Hawaii in like four days. Oh really? Ooh. I am 35 years old. I've never been on a plane. Really? Oh. I've been on a plane once when I was a little kid, and it was a little plane, and I was like Boy Scouts. There was probably like eight to ten kids with me. I was in the plane, and this motherfucker was like doing tricks and stuff,
2: <laughs>
1: and I was very uncomfortable. Like I just remember, like, I don't like heights either, so it's just it's like a whole thing. When I was a kid, I was traumatized because this dude was like rolling the plane a little bit because so everybody was like, yeah, let's do it, and I was like, no.
0: So, so fun fact, I've never actually been on a plane, so I don't know what it feels like. My brother's been on a plane, my mom, my dad, my sister, everybody except me has been on a plane.
1: You ever been so on a like, roller coaster? Yes. Kind, kind of felt like that. What, what okay. I remember as a kid, just the experiences of like kind of shit moving with you in it. Like you're not really in control of how fast or slow it's going anymore.
0: Now, considering it's been that long since your last plane ride, are you, like, afraid? Like, are you scared? Like, what's your what's your thought process and your feelings going into this trip?
1: I'm not nervous. I don't want to get sick. Like, I hope that I'm not one of those random people that just gets airsick or whatever the fuck. Because I don't want to be throwing up on a goddamn plane in front of my kids and wife. That doesn't sound like fun. I sound like a monster when I throw up. So... And here's the best part uh, from our first plane. Also, my son, he's six, first plane ride. My wife has done planes before, just not in a long time. So we go uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning. We get on a plane, and we fly to Atlanta, which is, I think, two hours pretty quick. And then we have, like, a two-hour layover in Atlanta. And then it's, like, a nine-hour flight from fucking Atlanta to Honolulu. So are so going
0: – So wait, you're going <laughs> – You're in Arkansas, right? I'm in
1: Arkansas. Yeah.
0: So you're going to Atlanta, which is farther away,
1: right? But they got the backwards. They got the bigger planes.
0: That's fair. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I guess that's the trick is you got to get somewhere where there's more people going to Hawaii. But then why wouldn't
0: you go to Louisiana or Texas then?
1: Right. That's just the way it goes. We didn't want to go through all that trouble, I guess, because then we would have to get there. So the point is, it's a nine-hour flight. So. It sounds like a long goddamn time to be in an airplane. So I'm a little nervous about that. I think I'm going to get some podcasts together. If I can just sit there and chill and hopefully just listen to my phone for a few hours, maybe take a nap.
0: I mean, I don't I hope our podcast doesn't have you like hysterically laughing and people are wondering like what the fuck is this crazy guy with half a face laughing at.
1: It's in, hey, it's in my queue. So we'll see.
0: Well, Speaking of that, I mean, I know I've asked you in the DMs, but it's like I want to hear like a in, like an in a full in-depth review of what your th- thoughts are, because I know you've listened to whiskey and I, I know I'm sure you enjoy whiskey or parts of whiskey. Like but, your, your thoughts on Bromigos is what I'm really curious to know about, because that's a completely different show for me anyway. And I can go more in depth than that. But like what are some of your thoughts, criticisms so far anyway?
1: I like the show thus far, like. Uh, I've only listened to well, how many episodes you got? Six or seven, something like that.
0: We just released episode seven. Uh-huh. Um, eight is going to be actually coming up this Monday. Actually,
1: I've listened to I guess three episodes. Hunter, were you on the the weed episode?
0: Uh, I was
2: not because that was actually a podcast. It was like a uh, something for class. It was like you had to make your own podcast, and only Dante, Mike, and Matt were on it. But I I did my own, so I. would I just, I just did the intro for it. That's all I did.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was okay. just curious because well, I've heard like three out of seven at this point. Sorry. I got it other is. shit I got to listen to. So I've got That's a cue. That's fair. <laughs> but it's fun. I, I enjoy uh, Mike and Dante for sure. I like that you chime in. And I've heard Hunter he hit a couple of good fucking licks in there. So it's it's good thus far. I like it. The sound quality is good. I think you guys might. So I'm doing a show now, the Rubbernecker Show, and it's fun because Typically, my show is just interviews, stuff like this, where I sit around and talk with with buddies. That show, I have to prep for. Like, I'm constantly, like, throughout the week, like, sending stuff in, setting stuff up, and it's, it's a little mundane, because you're just kind of digging around with looking for stories to try to make it funny, you know? But at the same time, like, this week, I hit a fucking... I'm pretty sure I hit one out of the park. Why like, is I had a really good segment that we come up with, and I got everybody to laugh, and it made me feel good, so it's fun to kind of explore that. I think you guys maybe work on segments or something. So you're not just rambling the whole time. You yeah, know that's what? what we were so talking
2: about? Rambling rambling's we not, rambling's just not a good word. I'm just,
1: maybe you need a little, like an ounce of structure. Like, yeah. Hey, here's a little segment. Segments are fun. Little things. Maybe Mish makes some bumpers, you know what I'm saying? A little segment intro, this should be like, this is the thing. And then you guys can talk about whatever subject it is, but I bet you'll have more fun you know, kind of having a direction in your conversation.
0: It's funny you mentioned that because we actually just talked about this. Everybody's in agreement that that's roughly what we need to do or it's, you're like 90% there minus the bumpers. Cause our, our instructor, who's a great guy, uh-huh. he had this whole idea of like breaking the show off at different parts as a requirement for class.
1: Yeah. And that's a good most idea. Of
0: us, yes. I think, but for like a conversational show, like ours, it's, It kind of like we didn't like it as much because it sounds too professional. Mike always says like he wanted the show to be like more of like brilliant, brilliant idiots. That uh, what's his name. Charlemagne the God has one of his podcasts. Sure. He wanted it to be like that or something similar to that.
1: Well, the way
0: the way it was described to us, I should say, is it wasn't something that we thought was palatable for our brand of what we wanted to bring to the podcast game.
1: Yeah. You know, I will say this. And and this is just me giving advice. I'm not a professional. I'm semi-pro at best. I try to do everything I can. Like any fucking show that I can get on, any people I can meet to like I try to always sharpen whatever tool that might be so that I can put it in the fucking shed. And I think that making yourself like you know work on certain things will help you get better. Charlamagne the God has a show that's interesting because Charlamagne the God has been talking on radio for fucking years at this point point. and that's no offense that's just me giving advice like I've been doing this for five years and I still practice twice a week uh, it makes it easier I'm finding now over the last couple of weeks if you give yourself just a little structure just a little direction you'll have more fun because you'll be more spontaneous and more you will have a half a minute to think about something and actually give an opinion otherwise just sitting around rambling with your friends
0: and I, you know, what I agree about that. And like I said, we have um, actually addressed that issue. Yeah,
1: put it, in, put the um, shit into a bowl. Get a cool hat. Write a bunch of shit down. Things, ideas for yeah. it Put it in there. Draw them out. Just fucking play.
0: We're don't lucky. Put it enough. in a bag. Yeah, don't put it in a bag. But uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a good show to do, man. Like for me, it's refreshing because you know, working with Eric, we, our show is very different, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, it's very niche and it's very bdsm heavy because that's stuff that eric is into and you know it's, it's caught my interest as well to some extent and you know but after a while you don't you get a little sick of talking about it because there's only so much topics you can talk about regarding that especially like week to week so like doing bromigos like it's a very what i would call socially conscious show like we're not afraid to talk about politics stuff even though i hate politics i'm sure i don't know about you hunter we have our different opinions on politics for each person on the show but because we have those different opinions that's good able not conflict but you need
1: yeah you need different angles for it to be interesting because if everybody agrees all the time it kind of is what it is
0: and that's the point i'm trying to say is we all respect our opinions like we each bring something different and even though we may not agree on certain opinions like that we at least hear it out and respect it. And I think it's not like, um, an echo chamber show where it's like, Oh, fuck this. And fuck that in the government or fuck this group or fuck that group. It's like, fuck everybody. And here's why.
1: That's why, that's why I really think that it would be fun because I feel like Mike and, uh, hold on. Dante, Dante, Mike and Dante both are going, are able to do it like on the spot. Obviously, if you gave them just a little bit of fucking breathing room, I promise you guys would get a lot more fucking. I'm trying to think of how to explain this because it sounds dumb. It's just like it's improv at the very least. Like most people can do it. Some people can do it better than others. If I have a, a minute or a day's worth of time to think about something before I'm put on the spot, I can typically make something a little bit funnier. Like just come up with one little thing, a tag a thing to just make you remember that fucking dumb thing that I said. And I feel like, you know, not going in completely blind is a better idea than just fumbling because eventually, you know, you might stumble onto something or maybe not. But the question is, are other people going to listen to get to the fucking, the 40 minute Mark where you actually say the really funny fucking thing.
0: That's, that's the, uh, that's the thing that we're trying to work on right now. I think some of the episodes we've put out have been too, too long And that's just because – and I think that's because we have a two-hour window of recording time because that's the amount of time that we're able to schedule out of our school because we actually record at the school that we went to because they give us that opportunity to record stuff on our own time after we're gone or after we're done.
1: So is that in a studio? Like do they – the whole class Oh, yeah. Like
0: it's a studio. they have they have like three or four studios for different things they got a tv studio a podcast radio studio and like two recording rooms
1: now i'm jealous dude if i had a whole ass room that i could stand up in and start fucking acting a fool with a microphone like see that's why we're
0: i don't know if you ever noticed the sound quality but that's why it sounds a little bit better than whiskey does because it's not over on discord where we have to because of distance but we can all be in the same room and chat and stuff and be able to see each other face to face with those opinions and such Uh, but yeah we have noticed that things have gotten a little bit long in a few episodes and we've again like i said we've already addressed those problems because one thing i want to i want to preface is that we are a very communicative group of people for sure we will tell each other what's on our mind about the show or about other things and we all will put input in on it. And I think that's what makes our show so fucking good is that like we all when we ha- see issues or we have issues within the show or whatever, we address those issues relatively quickly because someone brings up something and then everyone's like, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. What's, what steps are we going to take? Mike is very good at doing that. Dante's very good at doing that. I've done a good job with that, and so has Hunter. I won't speak for you, but I'm sure – No, it's it's it's
1: a good mix. It's a cult of personalities. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I think, what you need. I thought maybe you guys had been friends before. That makes a lot more sense now because you guys are still probably all kind of learning to be friends too.
0: We never – none of us had met each other before we took the class.
1: I think that's your your angle because most of the time when you get a a show like this, it's people that have been friends for fucking years – And it's all just old stories and local landmarks. So you know what I mean? Like it's hard to keep up with if you're an outsider looking in. And I think now that I know that, uh, I think it's going to be more interesting for you guys to kind of start doing stuff like that. If you want my honest opinion, you guys need just a little bit of more structure.
0: Yep. And I completely agree and I appreciate the fact that you were open and honest with us about that. Because once I send this episode to them in a year and a half, when you actually put it out there – very fair. <laughs> Hopefully, those issues have already been taken care of. It'd be like
1: a time capsule. would be like, "Look at that shit he said all those months capsule. ago." Oh, that boy, motherfucker God. died in a plane crash on the way back from Hawaii, <laughs> and even then, he was saying we needed just a little more structure to our show. <laughs> look at oh, us God, now.
0: God forbid. God damn, Jody.
1: We're up to two episodes a week. Thank you, Jody. B. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think I, I will say this much though, um, and I don't mean the shit on whiskey because I love working on whiskey, but I think at many times I have much more fun doing bromigos because it's actually, a, it feels more of like a collaborative.
1: It's face effort. to face. I've never got to do a podcast face to face. What's type like with my wife? I've done uh, some shows with her, but like. Oh,
0: yeah, the Big Brother shows.
1: Yeah, the Big Brother shows. We didn't do it this year, and I feel bad.
0: I was I was I was gonna say because I heard it I saw it advertised I'm like oh shit Jody hasn't done one of those episodes yet what the fuck is he doing
1: We've had a lot going on and we're working on buying a hat like I just got too much going on and like I we got scary, behind scary. we got like four no I'm serious because this I got ready to do it she got ready we took notes and we were both just sitting on the couch and we just couldn't bring ourselves to do it She was just like I'll do it if you want to and I was like I don't really care you know it's it's fun but fuck I'm not gonna drag you in there. So it's still watching the show. Show's great. Fucking Big Brother is a show that I've watched for oh, fucking at least ten years now because of her. She's watched it since the beginning.
0: You know, what's a show that I think you might
1: enjoy. Tell me.
0: And this might and this is completely different from Big Brother, but like uh, Below Deck. No. No.
1: Tried it. No, thank you.
0: You tried it. See, I watch that shit when I'm at the gym. Like they have it on TV, uh, like the five TVs they have in the uh, cardio section. But Below
1: Deck things. is a scripted show.
0: Well, it's it's still funny. It's so it's it's funny to watch so people's like, lives fight watch them fight in the open ocean. It's great. That's different.
1: Big Brother is fun because after about three months, people start to legit lose their minds because they're isolated with strangers they've never met. Big Brother is a crazy show. Like that's I wouldn't watch it if there wasn't some wicked fucking cerebral shit. And you kind of forget that everybody's watching you after a while. Like I would get in trouble. I would be walking around fucking digging in my butt or some shit. Like nobody would know. I'd be walking through the kitchen, I'd fucking pick up somebody's glass and hand it to them, and they'd be like, Jody, come to the diary room. And they'd be like, you need to stop digging in your ass before <laughs> you pick up people's stuff. You nasty motherfucker. Wash your hands after you pee.
0: Oh, my God. That's I've
2: never I've never watched Big Brother, but I feel like I a show either. that's it's somewhat similar to it. It's too hot to handle. Like In a way, it's similar, but...
1: It's Survivor, outside. but inside. That's all it is. It's Survivor, but you get locked inside a fucking house as opposed to living out in the woods. It's the same mentality. A bunch of strangers who have to sleep together and accomplish things together. (laughs) And eventually, like, they start turning on each other because they have no cell phones. They have no fucking connection to the outside world. It's just the other 15 fucking people in this house. And they're all annoying and they're all stupid. And they're all plotting on you, like there are people that end up getting sick because they have panic attacks because they don't sleep, they don't eat, like they're fucking just sitting in the thing, and like, oh god, (laughs) I'm gonna get kicked out next. You know what?
0: I feel like um, I feel like the old Gordon Ramsay show, uh, Hell's Kitchen, is kind of like that too, even though like minus the whole like everybody's watching you to that extent, like Big Brother. Like, think about it. You're like. 15 people competing for the same job and you have to live in the quarters or whatever and you have to and everybody's getting pissed off at each other because somebody overcooked the fucking filet mignon
1: so here's the deal with big brother that makes it different also people are lying directly to your face like you're having conversations with people outside at certain points and they're like hey man it's me and you mish it's me and you till the end right man like you got my fucking back and then you find out that they didn't vote for you and you're like mish what the fuck dude
0: I wouldn't do you that bad, Jody. Come on. And then we got
1: to be in the house for another (laughs) week together. And I'm just like, what the fuck, Mish? You said we were good, and then you tried to pull some shit, huh? Hey, man. You just drive each other crazy somehow. That shows. Hey, that shows fucking great. I don't care what anybody says. Like, yeah, the the fucking thematic intros and the bullshit. I get it. It's dumb looking, but the core of the game is slowly watching people go insane. That's why I watch the show.
0: I mean, you've sold me. I might actually start watching it one day now. It's
1: a good season. It just started. I don't know if you have the abilities. I think they got it on Amazon Prime maybe.
0: Is it only on Amazon or is it on still on CBS? Because
1: it's no on CBS C- it's there. on CBS, but if you don't have CBS, I think you can get it through Prime cbs
0: i I have cbs so i'm fine so i'll look it up you should
1: watch big brother it's a good it's a good season thus far like it's been some drama some shit's happened and like already it's popping off it's a good fucking season
0: (laughs) maybe i'll maybe i'll hop on one of those uh big brother episodes one day if i start getting into it
1: you should listen to my old episode the the last one we did last time was an epic season like the way it turned out at the end it's almost like a like a audio drama because that's the point. Like the We did the show for people that didn't watch the show. Because if you watch the show, why the fuck would you listen to it? Because we're just recapping what happened.
0: That's a fair point. How, how did those episodes perform, by the way?
1: As I good expect. as the rest of my episodes. And you would usually perform pretty well, right? I, I do okay. You do I'm okay. I'm not stupid. So, I, do, I, get, I get the average mish couple hundred, few hundred, whatever. Sometimes higher, sometimes lower. It's funny because I have a different style to this, and I, I maybe I'm sucking my own dick. I don't know if this works for other people, but this is what I do. I record episodes and I release them when I get ready. There's no, there used to be. The first couple of years, I did every week, fucking as much as I could, and after I got to like episode 100, I was just like, fuck it, I'll put them out when I get good and goddamn ready. So now you don't put yourself through the stress like I do every week. No, oh, I can't do it because I turn into an asshole and I start yelling at people. So I do guest spots so much, like I just constantly lead people back to my feed. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't have to be fucking putting an episode up every goddamn week, and my episodes only go up. Like, ever since I've only started releasing one episode a month, two episodes a month max, they only go up.
0: Uh, That's the kind of stuff I want to do. And I was doing that. I think – I partially think when I was whoring myself out during our break for a Mm -hmm. month and a half, two months, it did kind of help the show –
1: that's how you Stay get listeners you have to find people at, at least in the beginning you have to find people that listen to podcasts because yeah. people that don't listen to podcasts they don't listen to podcasts so who yeah, the fuck do you true. think's gonna think, listen to it like you gotta and go and on I, other people's shows true. and go hey this is what we do over here at the show
0: and i think that's part of the struggle i've been having lately because we haven't uh, at least me and eric haven't done a lot of guest spots yeah in recent because his schedule's crazy and completely erratic and i mine's going to become more erratic so it's going to be tough to try and schedule something so and and at least with bromigos i have a set time every week that i know i can hang out with someone and you know funny enough we actually just bought a piece of equipment that can help us with guest spots for other people as well oh yeah we just uh mike was crazy enough earlier today to buy a fucking roadcaster
1: oh shit moving on up dude
0: I know, I know, right? He's like, you know what? Am I going to drop $700 on this day? He texted in the chat. Yes, I'm going to drop $700. <laughs> and he sends a, a photo of the fucking purchase. And I'm just like, you crazy motherfucker. Yeah,
2: yeah he's like, I, I want to I stay under $500. That's yeah. my budget. He texted us man.
0: last night. I didn't get a chance to see it because I was out drinking. And I'm just like, he texted last night. I was like, what's a good podcast equipment for under $500? And I'm like, bro, you ain't going to find good equipment for under $500. And then meanwhile, today, this motherfucker buys a roadcaster out of nowhere. And I think in addition to maybe like another thing that he bought, another setup. And I'm just like, you crazy bastard. I love Mike. He's a fucking great guy. (laughs) You motherfuckers
1: often have to chip in some money just to make him happy. I told him. him. I said, I'll
0: give you a hundred. What's your PayPal? He never got back to me. So as far as I know, I don't know him shit.
1: (laughs) Well, now you're committed. You're pot committed, as they say. So you motherfuckers got to get in there and start mixing it up. Hunter, To ask you a question. Yeah. I already know what Matt's answer is, so I'm going to ask you. Yeah. you ever played Dungeons & Dragons?
2: Nope. Absolutely not. It's confusing and I have no interest in it.
1: Okay, so hear me out. Apparently, it's the latest thing sweeping the nation. Dungeons & Dragons. Look at this shit. Got my own dice.
0: Fucking nerd.
1: <sighs> so, I have some friends who just up and, like, it was a joke. Literally, it's the Who's Right podcast. They're the people, they're People have been doing a show as long as I have, but they're much more successful just because they go the other route. They fucking show up every week, and they've only gotten more fucking support. They just started doing a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, and uh, it was a joke. Like One of their sponsors in a super chat on a YouTube show was just like, would you guys ever consider doing, for a dollar, they asked the question, would you ever consider, same reaction, no, that's gay, I'm not fucking doing that, whatever, (laughs) stupid. So one guy piped up and said, hey... I'll be the dungeon master guy. I'll direct it. I just have to know, you know, what to set up. And they come to an agreement and they set up a time and they did their first campaign. It was like an hour, I think right at an hour, he just made it work. It's probably one of the funniest fucking things they've ever done. And that's as a person who listens twice a week to their show. The bonus, I'm a Patreon supporter dildos and Duggalos is probably one of the funniest fucking like internet podcast, little dumb things that I've listened to in a very long time. You guys should do a Dungeons and Dragons campaign.
0: Can't I, do it. Eric's been trying to get me to play for years and he actually has had me play it twice. Yeah. And I was I enjoy the creativity behind it. Yep. But then when you start playing with other people and you can't get the shit in that you want to get in because everybody decides to talk over one another because there's no structure to anything, <laughs> then I'm just that just turns me off completely
1: funny enough you gotta have a good dungeon master that's what i've learned and i will say that any of the other attempts that i've seen at it have been people that weren't very good at it you gotta have a creative fucking person to be able to roll with it and say all right well now you're in a room with a thing thing what do you do here they say uh all right roll your dice
0: so actually funny enough uh, we did episode 69 for Whiskey a couple weeks ago, and we wanted that to be a special thing because it's episode 69 of 69 Whiskey. It's supposed to be as big as 100. Sure. You know, we had, we did get a good guess for that. But originally, it was supposed to be a and d one shot, not a campaign, but like a small, like a mini campaign is what a one shot is. Sure.
1: You just make and, up funny rules and you roll a couple yeah. of dice to see like on probability, like if it's yeah. over 10, then... The thing happened. If it's under 10, you fucking didn't get it. And if it's closer to zero, then you fall on your dick. But if it's 20, then you do whatever you meant to do. Plus some why like it's improv storytelling shit. Yeah. But God damn it. It makes me laugh. If you've got good personalities and you can make that happen, I, I would suggest trying it. I think yeah, it's the funny. Thing,
0: the thing with my group of friends is that they're so about d d that they just overcomplicate it for someone like it, me. And I'm just I can't something as simple as that. Maybe I can do it. But I can't. I can't
1: do it. I'll send you the fucking thing, and if you can fucking if if you can get into it, then I won't tell anybody. I don't be sending people Patreon shit on the low blow anyway. (laughs) I think (laughs) it's great, and I think it's something funny. Like anytime I hear a diverse bunch of people, like I want to hear them do it because it just depends on if you're willing to be silly and play. You know what are we here for? You can't be serious all the goddamn time. Like you got to be willing to play, and if you can if you can do that, I think you can have a lot of fun.
0: I think it's an idea. I think if Mike and Dante were here, they probably Dante would definitely fucking shut it down. Knowing him, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we know Dante. He's the he's the light skinned ex fuck boy. He's not gonna be fucking yeah. caught being a, a some sort of paladin or whatever. Yeah, no, he, he, Mike, he's,
2: he's up it. in the rafters with that. He's up in the rafters. with Yeah, that. So Mike, I, even- I
0: can maybe see it.
1: I you can, can be whatever you me. want to be. Be like, I, I want, I'm a superhero, and my name is fucking, I'm Andre the Giant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do any whatever goofy shit you want, like Ready Player One. That's the best part about it. Like, it doesn't have to be The Hobbit. It can be GTA. It's Grand Theft Auto Five online role play. That's what you're fucking doing, basically. And You go, all right. And then I steal the car, and I drive over the ice cream man, and I fucking blow a shit up with a grenade. And then I smacked a bitch on the corner with a dildo saber. It's fun if you can get your imagination in it, and I think, especially like a diverse bunch of people, it makes it really cool. Like to see how you operate.
0: See, I think we would just be committing atrocities at that point, <laughs> doing something like that. Cancel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cancel. That's <laughs> the
0: best thing I can do. We'd be canceled for shit like that.
2: <laughs> we already Uh-oh. got
0: canceled once, all four of us. Cancelled. Almost, Man. yeah. Man. We were saying a lot of out of pocket shit one episode.
1: <laughs> I was listening to that episode. That's I think that's the one I've got queued up now. I'm like halfway through it. You motherfuckers yeah. are wild. <laughs> we are wild.
0: But that's like I said. That's what makes the show fun for me because it's like it's a different oh, yeah. dynamic. Even though I hate talking about certain topics on the show, sure. it's eye opening from different perspectives. And then you actually start to get a little bit more into it. Like we had a discussion on the la- on the last recording we did this past week. Um, that was very eye opening for me. You know, and I love those guys. I love Mike and Dante. They definitely have helped open my eyes on oh, yeah. certain things. And right. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure you have too, Hunter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, they've definitely opened my eyes on on some things. And it's like, huh, I never really you know, thought about that one.
1: Well, the whole point to the podcast, I think, is in the first – the baby episodes, the first 10, that's your character building stage. That's where everybody's going to listen and learn who you are. And then from there, that's where you decide what you're going to do. You're going to be a show. You're going to talk about – Stuff that's going on now, you're going to be a historical show, a variety show. You know, it'll find its way as you guys are just kind of moving right along at the moment. And I think it's pretty good. You know what pissed me off, though? Tell because me. Because there was a couple other podcasts called
0: Bromigos. Yeah. I think you might have heard this on the show once.
1: <laughs> have you reported them yet? You just got to report uh, them a bunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give
1: them one-star reviews. Just log into a bunch of stuff and just sink their fucking I, ratings. I, I won't L confirm, plus ratio. Yeah, I won't
0: <laughs> confirm or deny that I did any of that. But uh, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> it's just because I was a little salty that their shit, they made my life a living hell for about three hours in the middle of the night.
1: My buddy Rob from the uh, Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. Uh, I believe it's Instagram. There's a It's Be Rob, or 3R show, whatever his fucking handle is, there's somebody else that's had it for years. And he's been petitioning. I think he does it twice a year, just uh, his birthday and maybe the first of the year, where he signs in and just goes like, "Hey, this podcast hasn't been a show since two thousand and nine or whatever." It's like, "Can you please <laughs> give me the roll, you know, the name of this thing, so it can go with all my stuff?" And they just won't give it to him.
0: I know, right? And thankfully, I've fixed it, but it's it's it was a struggle for a couple weeks there. Um, Like, I I will say this much. um, I do intend to completely blow them out of the water. I mean, we've already passed seven episodes coming up this Monday, which is the average of a podcast's death. So if you really think about it, we're already better than, you know, how many, what's the percentage that go out? Like, probably like 65, 70 percent of podcasts that start up and end at seven episodes were already better than them
1: it's a lot it's gotten way less over the years because it used to be a hundred like when i started it was most podcasts don't make it to 100 episodes i got to 100 episodes and i was just like that's the hard part you think
0: the pandemic definitely sparked that
1: you think think. getting to 100 is the hard part get to episode 101 that's when it gets fucking hard because at 100 episodes you've probably told all of your good stories You've probably talked to all of your cool friends. Like, that's when the shit gets real and you actually have to start trying to fucking make a show.
0: Yeah, I think whiskey's gonna have that problem soon. We're already in the 70s. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: We're already in the 70s on that show. So I have friends
1: that good. still do it. 200, episode 300, 500, and shit like that. And it's just Alvin's like, on
0: 200, I think.
1: Bro, you guys are soldiers.
0: Powering through it, man. I mean, if, if think about it like this, and I won't speak for Hunter on this, but for me, if I didn't want this to be my job, I wouldn't do it. If yeah. I didn't, ha- if I didn't believe in what I do and like wanting to make
1: a career out of it, I just wouldn't be doing it. I think that's it, and I appreciate about you, Mish. Like you're here because you love it. That's why I'm here too, and I support people that are here because they love podcasting and audio fucking entertainment. Because that's what I do. I don't like it when people show up just to try to be a fucking a show out or a, a I don't like the talent air quote usually I like people that also like to edit their shows and people that like to put the time in to do it right and not people that are looking for a shortcut to making a million dollars and getting a Spotify deal
0: yeah I mean there's a couple of people you and I can point out I think <laughs> that we've talked about on the side
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna name names but I know you know who I'm talking about jail somebody hit your desk Matt hit your desk <laughs> jail <laughs> I think uh, I've recently considered it, and I'm a gatekeeper. I'm a gatekeeper of podcasting because I do enjoy this. I love it as an art form, as a hobby, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And sometimes I get a little upset when other people think that you can do my job and you could just show up day three and fucking take over my job. That
0: e- Edward from Am I Canceled, that episode he did really opened my, open my eyes to that whole thing too
1: edward is my podcast child <laughs> I, mean,
0: I, I i did reach out i to loved him, by it the way. he and i had a small conversation he's a good dude i'd like to have him i'd like to you know speak to him about re- reviewing any of our shows or whiskey or something like that in the future uh he he, he that episode took a lot of fucking balls to do i will say that much <laughs> i respect that man for that i really do
1: most of what he said i agree with it's just I like it's, it's like most pain. Of what he
0: said i agree with
1: listen It's just like paying your dues anywhere else, man. You want to be a stand-up comic. You want to be a singer, a songwriter, a slam poet. You want to paint pictures. Whatever the fucking thing is that you want to do, there's no map. There's no formula. You just show up because you like it and you do it until you don't want to do it anymore. And if you're lucky, eventually somebody might notice and give you money or acknowledge the fact that you're doing a good job. And that's what keeps you going. That's all. People like to give out advice. Gurus. They like to tell people like how to fucking get where you're going, how to be successful, how to do all this stuff. If there was a formula, people would be able to do it twice. Most of the people I know that are successful at podcasting, they only have one successful show. They branch off. They make other things. It never turns out. I'm sure there's maybe a person, Tim Dillon. Went from Tim Dillon's going to hell to the Tim Dillon podcast, and now he makes over a hundred thousand dollars a month on Patreon. That's a chance where you can replicate something with having a, a good show. But other than that, when people break off and they do other things, like it never gets the same kind of traction. I think being a successful show, like monumentally successful, is luck. That's it.
0: I mean, I can't argue that point. I mean, yeah. I think Hunter, you can attest to this as well. We're always gassing each other up saying that we are going to be successful yeah. Yeah. and we will fucking We all have that potential.
1: Yeah. Well you have the and potential to be have. lucky. that's the thing. and luck is what preparation meets uh, opportunity. That's luck. So you fucking do something one time and you're good enough at doing it that when somebody finally notices you're doing the best you can and they go, you know what? That's all right. I'm going to subscribe or I'm going to give them money or I'm going to fucking tell my boss about this show. And I work at a fucking place where we want to, you know, get people for sponsorships. Like,
0: I I will say this much. I won't say too much because it hasn't gotten to a stage where... It could happen, but there might be an opportunity that both shows reach that kind of success. Sure. I won't say too much about it yet, because until I have everything finalized, I can't. uh, But there's a possibility that could happen in the next couple of weeks or so.
1: Well, hell yeah, Mish. Good job. You're about there. You've been there a couple of years. Like, that's it. You just do it long enough to figure out that you actually enjoy doing this. It's just like football. you guys play football,
0: please? I used to. I never played it, but I
1: enjoyed watching it. The first month of football, anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's fucking sixth grade or tenth grade or high, whatever. The first couple months of football is to run off people that don't want to play football. Oh yeah. They fucking make you do drills. You got to run the track. You got to listen. If you fuck up, they make you do it over uh, and over again. <laughs> they make you fucking run around the thing, you run till you throw up, fucking crawl around on your hands and knees like they're trying to make people quit. We don't have that. I don't want to say it's like a a hazing, but it's just kind of like, do you really want to do this? You want to do it well or you just want to fuck around? Because you can fuck around, that's fine. But remember, you're putting it on the internet where everybody can see it. And if you want people to support it and share it and tell other people about it, at least do a good job. You and
0: I had this conversation um, about a month or two ago and uh, you complimented me in that case and you thought I had what it took i won't give the details of what why that conversation was taking place but you know you uh you you did compliment me that i was like one of those types of people and i am forever indebted to you for that i don't know what you're talking about now you're making
1: shit up i never say nice things to anybody you fuck
0: (laughs) you're my podcast daddy dom but jody remember that
1: goddamn right well listen as your podcast daddy dom i have to tell you i gotta take a piss real bad (laughs) So, hey. it's all that beer you've been drinking this episode. <laughs> That's not a whole lot of beer. That's just that. There's 32 ounces. That's two beers. But anyway, <laughs> I want to give you a well, chance right now to give all your shout-outs. Hunter, it's been a pleasure. Uh, wait, no, Hooch. It's been a pleasure to get to meet you tonight, sir. And I look forward to hearing you more on the show. And uh, Matt's a good dude. Like, and he really enjoys this. So I hope you guys utilize him. Hopefully, I'll get to meet uh, Mike and Dante at some point. That'd be great. But until then... You know, let them know where to find you let them know kind of what you're up to uh, Hunter you want to do the shout out he's gonna talk about that other fucking shit show with him and Eric <laughs> I gotta say I gotta say that because the other ones do I gotta be nice
2: uh, I just just tune into area eye racing that's the that's the announcing gig I got going on right now we're in the crunch uh, we're in the crunch time we're in the playoffs uh, next week which is this Monday. We're going to eliminate four playoff drivers and have the other four go run for a championship in the following week. So it's on Twitch, uh, Area I Racing, and then follow us on Twitter, Area I Racing. The DDH88—that's actually my YouTube channel where I still posts the nascar reaction videos to this day make sure you subscribe to that i only know one
1: person that loves nascar and it's pepper and i oh my if, god
0: pepper loves nascar i might he's have to get you guys together I,
1: I hate to be good. that way he's like oh you like a thing but he really loves fucking racing so i don't know you guys might have to cross paths it'll be fun
2: i'm yeah i'm, I'm gonna have to cross paths with pepper yeah
1: so, it sounds like it i mean you
2: right what'd you say matt
0: yeah, I mean, if you want to follow him on Twitter, you can do it now. His, his uh, user is PepperCutsGrass. I don't mean to put his whole thing out there, but hopefully you'll edit that out.
2: <laughs> what, did, did, did you say that he was a, a junior fan?
1: He looks like, oh, Dale, he Earnhardt looks like Jr. Dale
0: Earnhardt Jr. Oh. looks like him he looks like dale Earnhardt jr and dave portnoy had a baby
1: and maybe a little and bit shameless Pepper. from but wwe you know what no
0: he
2: looks like he looks like jeff Earnhardt. you don't know who that is but that's that's the other oh, that's
0: that the less successful brother yeah. sure yeah
1: pepper's a good fucking dude and uh, he's one of my favorite people that i've met on twitter as of late so uh, he loves nascar you guys I, should talk because that he'll keep yeah. you motivated he's a good guy
0: and by the way, I want to clown you really quick, Hunter. This man gives you an opportunity to promote bro Bromigos, and you report and you promote your own shit. I mean, I can't hate on it, but I got to clown you a little
1: bit. I respect oh, the I shit out you of were, it. I thought
2: you were already doing that.
1: He just fucking dunked on you. Suck a dick, Mish. <laughs> <laughs> Motorboat and Matt, would you like to give me your plug, sir? Damn, you put out my whole
0: goddamn government out
1: there. Okay. I'll, I'll blank it out. I'll make it sound like I said the N-word instead.
2: <laughs> um, there you
0: go. Canceled. <laughs> I love you, brother. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Bromigos podcast everywhere you get your podcasting uh, platforms. Uh, We are on Twitter at Bromigos pod. We are also on Instagram, the Bromigos pod, Uh, TikTok, which still hates us, the Bromigos podcast. And then you can follow us on YouTube, which is much more active than the 69 Whiskey YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the Bromigos Podcast. You can search us up there on YouTube. And is in addition to whiskey, same thing, every podcast platform you can possibly think of. Uh, Twitter, 69 Whiskey Pod, Facebook, the letters R U 69 Whiskey, TikTok and Instagram, 69 Whiskey Podcast. And YouTube and Twitch. nine Whiskey. Blam. Started from the bottom. Now we're
3: here. Started from the bottom. Now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the bottom. Now the whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the bottom. Now my whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here. I done kept you real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we dog you every month, nigga. I was trying to get it on my own. Working out all night, traffic on the way home. And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back, nigga. I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show. And we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now, the, bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Always tell stories about the man. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry, yeah I got it, nigga. I could turn your boy into the man. There ain't really much out here that's popping off without us, nigga We just want the credit where it's due I'ma worry about me, give a fuck about you, nigga Just as a reminder to myself I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house Cause we started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here Started from the bottom, now we here